Welcome to The Founder's Table. I'm Kendra Brassfield, the CEO of Neolife International. And in this podcast, I'm going to be sitting down with Jerry Brassfield, the founder and chairman of the company, and asking him to share stories and life lessons that have paved the way for international success as an entrepreneur with a life's mission of making a measurable difference in people's lives. Welcome to another episode of The Founder's Table. And JB, thanks so much for joining us again. I'm excited to get started and be able to share with everyone something that we were just talking about. And JB was just sharing with me a simple strategy that really helped him explode his business uh, early on getting started as a distributor. And this is really what led to explosive growth that was the starting point for a lot of success that you had in your business. But before we do that, I do want to just take a moment to talk about the new Nutrients Organic line. We just launched this uh, new line in Europe as well as North America, and we are just seeing incredible results, incredible testimonies and feedback from the field. And so, JV, do you have any comments on your experience with the line? I do. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, I think people have always uh, thought I look younger than I am at my 78 years old and I'll be in April uh, this is a couple of months but uh, on my last trip to Africa I just came back as you know uh, from uh, a little trip into Johannesburg uh, Durban and then Cape Town <clears throat> and uh, one of the things I saw was uh, first of all there are no secrets anymore because as you launched in the US uh, and in markets that we have not launched in, they were online watching. They were watching online your presentation, Kendra, and the launch in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> and they had up all night watching it. They were like they were there. And even they're, this, they're excited all over the world about this product and the potential it brings for profit in our, in our uh, distributor businesses. And uh, they some some places we have the product like Europe and and uh, the Americas, but in Africa they don't have the product yet. Yet they're just as excited. They can't they cannot wait for it. But on the plane coming home, I, I remember making a few notes. I'm uh, I was sitting beside a woman, and she uh, we were flying from Cape Town to to Johannesburg for me to catch another flight to to New York to meet with you and mother, and so. The, the thing that happened was uh, uh, the lady sitting next to me uh, started, we were talking and I asked her what she's doing and so on. And, uh, and then she uh, commented, you know, uh, about the, my age when I told her how old I was. Marco Tater was on the other side of me. And she said, she said, you know what, whatever you're doing, to look as young as you do at your age, I want to do it. And so I actually set up an appointment for Marco to stop by her salon and talk to her on, on the flight. But everybody is uh, can't wait to get their hands on this product. Well, that is great. And I do notice that you're looking exceptionally youthful these days after <laughs> using the new line. Well, I uh, tell you, it works. Yeah, I even heard that you stole mom's product. I did, I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, not stole. I, uh, I, Borrowed. I, I, it was an accident, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I <coughs> am noticing the difference myself also. I, 
I noticed that my face actually feels like it's been on vacation at the beach. Okay. It's just so refreshed from this line. And that's what we're hearing from the field too. But you did bring up a great point that this Nutrients Organic represents an ex exciting opportunity to really tap into a new market and reach more people than ever before. And so, yeah, you didn't turn your phone off. <laughs> so anyways, let's get started talking about this simple strategy that you incorporated into your own business, your own Neolife business that helped you really explode the growth that you're seeing. Um, can you share with us kind of the background of what you were seeing in your business, in your team, and what led up to this developing this new strategy? Yes. Uh, when I started, I noticed that uh, uh, meetings that I attended were all over the place. As far as the length that people were taking, there was uh, no really structure. People would get up and talk about products, and then they would talk about this or that, and get caught off in, uh, in a combination of uh, all very excited, but it wasn't, the, the presentations weren't leading anywhere. And uh, I remember watching uh, a Billy Graham crusade, uh, or several of them, but the one in particular, and I, I, I asked myself, that why does Billy Graham fill up stadiums of 100,000 plus people? And maybe the local uh, churches have a tough time even getting the uh, few people in, in the door. And uh, selling the same product, basically, which is uh, Christianity and teaching out of the Bible. So uh, I watched this, and uh, I, I saw uh, a pattern. And that pattern was that uh, led to my, my development of <clears throat> simply what I saw, which was I call the psychological sales process. And, and also the length of these meetings that I was going to were two hours, sometimes two and a half hours, three hours, and, and uh, not productive. Those are in your distributor meetings. Distributor meetings, yeah. Distribut and other people's distributor meetings, not my own, okay? All right, so yeah, what you saw then was very ineffective, long meetings happening, and you developed this psychology of a presentation to back up a new strategy that you launched into your business. And so can you take a moment just to describe to us what are the four parts of the psychology of a presentation? Yes. Uh, the first part is identification, where uh, you want a reaction from people which says uh, he or she is just like me. And we do that by talking about things in our life which revolve around our family, uh, we have children, uh, where we live, uh, and things that uh, someone else might say, yes, okay, I have family, I have kids, uh, I have a wife or a husband, and so I have a job or whatever it is that uh, just things that make people feel comfortable uh, until you get the reaction that uh, you want, uh, which is, uh, well, you know, he or she's just like me. Yeah, and actually this content, we have taken it and incorporated it into the Leadership School workbook and the training that happens at Leadership School. 
And when you, when I watched you talk, share on this subject, when we were in South Africa at a leadership school recently, you had a really powerful analogy that you used for this first step in the psychology of a presentation, the ID step, which was to take down someone's invisible shield. Uh, absolutely. We have to realize that when someone comes to a presentation, husband, wife, they have already made up their mind that they're they're going to come to this presentation, but they're not going to buy anything. They're, uh, in fact, uh, I know of many instances where the husband says, now, honey, we're going to go, but we're not going to buy anything, so just remember that. We'll just listen. We'll be nice to, to our friend, but uh, we're, you know, uh, we are, we're not going to do anything. So that's, I call that invisible shield. And uh, by identifying properly, and this invisible shield gets lifted when they, ha when they have a reaction that says, well, you know, Jerry is just like me, uh, uh, or Kendra is just like me. And uh, then uh, they're open then, and without even knowing it, they start to listen. Before, they're just saying, you know, what is this guy up to? Uh, What's going on here? Uh, let me see now. What are they trying to do? Are they going to try to... All of a sudden, they this invisible shield goes up and they're saying, wow, this, this is entertaining here. I like this. And oftentimes, that happens with a just like me, but also I've seen you do very effective ideas where you always share a little bit of vulnerability in the mix to identify with people because there's always pain in our lives that we can identify with. Not yes. to go overboard, but just can you give an example of an ID that you would give just a, a quick minute? Uh, well, I would say <clears throat> that I, when I started in the business, uh, uh, I was young. I was 19 years old. I saw a presentation. Uh, I didn't have any money. Uh, so uh, that, that's painful <laughs> when you have no money. And uh, in fact, I had to borrow $50 from my brother, Bob, who's three years younger, to buy my kit. One box to eat, one box to sell. You know, so that is, that is bringing out some vulnerabilities. Uh, I had no money, so obviously I needed to earn some money. And I already had a health story because uh, having asthma, a severe asthma, as a, as a young boy, 13, 12, 13, 14 years old, uh, I needed to have some relief from that and, and nutritional products helped me. So I, those, those kind of vulnerabilities, you know, if, you, if I was sick, then they've been sick. And if I need money, they need money. And so these are vulnerable things about my life. My lack of education, I point that out too. Great. Those are great examples. Thank you. And so now let's move on to the second part of the four part process. We just covered the ID, where your goal is to get the audience to say, oh, he's just like me or she's just like me. And now we're moving on to the logic portion. Yeah. Yes. Well, as you point out in the first part, the question in their mind is, who is this person speaking? So uh, we answer that. And then ne next, what are you doing here? What, what are you trying to do here? So that's where logic and reason comes in. Logic is simply, here's what we're doing. You know, this is the, this is the direct selling business. This is, the, uh, this is a uh, uh, business where you can start a small business at home. 
Uh, Neolife has been around for 60 years. Uh, the products are, are uh, the very best in the industry, and we'll have some people that'll tell about their products here in a moment and they're using the products and the benefits. But, but uh, logically, you just want people to know what we're doing. We are a group of independent distributors. The company services uh, all of the things that in the business that people don't want to do, like keeping track of the, the commissions, developing products, uh, uh, shipping to your customers, uh, all the order processing, the commission payments, and all that. That's all done. And so here's so all that just makes sense. It's logically what's happening. And, uh, but it doesn't have a lot of uh, sales punch to it. In other words, that, okay, yeah, I understand what you're doing, but uh, makes sense, but no, I still don't want to do it. So we're looking for that reaction. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's step two. Yeah, and now what is step three where we really make them start thinking? Well, step three is we want to point out that uh, we want to make people just realize where they are. See, people can become numb or blinded uh, because everybody else is in the same boat. So they, they don't want to look down the road. They don't want to look at the statistics. They don't want to look at the fact that 65% of people that reach age 65 cannot afford a uh, $1,000 repair bill or health care bill. I think you're mixing up your statistics a little bit. Um, I think the one that you mean is 50% of Americans... U.S. adults cannot afford a $1,000 repair bill, and 65% of people in retirement age, which is over 65, can't afford to retire. Okay. It's possible that I get the facts mixed up a little bit. But, but they're I'll, both powerful. They're, yes. Well, thank you for, uh, for correcting my numbers, but the, the, the number of people that have, end up age 65 and older that have no money for retirement is just appalling. And so if we don't take a look at where we're headed in this in these numbers and we don't and, and we don't see ourselves in that situation, and I also uh, believe that it's not the fault of the people that I'm talking to. And I, I like to point that out because we've been sold that if we have a good steady job, that everything will work out okay. And we've been told that if we get a certain amount of education, that we're going to work out okay. And we just then kind of lull ourselves to sleep. And we then are tempted to buy everything we cannot afford at the present time. Instead of saving for it, we put it on credit cards. The high interest rates keep us broke. We end up at the end, and in, in many times, uh, in most cases, with not enough money to even think about retiring and have to depend on the government or family or friends to even for support. Yeah, right now, on average, retired people depend on the government for 90% of their income. Yes, and as you know, uh, with inflation the way it is, it never keeps up, 
and people are downsizing. They're, they have to move out of their homes. They have to move out of their, the, the, the way of life that they enjoy. In fact, they have time to travel now, but they can't afford to travel. And so I, I like to point out these things and that it doesn't have to be that way. And I try to point out also that, look, I'm, I don't want to make everybody miserable, but how about just being aware because there are things you can do about it. Yeah, that's a, a great point. You have to give hope as well. And so just to, to summarize, step three, the third part of this four-part process in the psychology of a presentation is to attack the problem and then to confess. And so you're, it, what you're, the goal is is to get people to say, uh-oh, oh, I'm in trouble. So whether that is on the opportunity side, the finance side, like you just showed us, or on the health side as well, that step three covers it. Yes. In fact, when you, the confess part is that saying, yeah, that I was in that situation. In other words, I was a young boy, no money. I knew the people around me had no money. So what can I do? You know, I'm in a situation. So while you might realize you're in that situation, I'm saying also I was in the same situation. Yes. And so that leads us to the last part, part four of the psychology of a presentation, which is the solution. Yes, the solution is something that, uh, that I believe that if you simply, to be successful and get out of this trap, uh, if you can find something that you can do, okay, and then find something that you're willing to do, and have a small home-based business that can grow to a very large business, but it, it can provide extra income into the family, into your budget, um, very fast. So by, will, by something I can do, I knew that I can talk to people. You know, I'm willing to talk to people. I had a product story because my own health had been, uh, I had benefited from uh, supplementation. And then I also... Uh, I felt that, you know, it's affordable for me. It's something I don't need a lot of capital to get started. And the worst thing that could happen to me is that, uh, you know, I, I eat both boxes that I bought instead of selling one. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't a very big downside. And, and today, you know, when you get started, with, if you get started as a manager uh, and you have uh, uh, $500 worth of products, we'll say, uh, or a senior manager with a thousand dollars. If you have these things, I mean, uh, you know, the worst thing that can happen is for uh, a few months you you would use all the products yourself. So uh, th that's the downside. And the upside is you might create five hundred, a thousand dollars a month income out of your little business, which can or grow much more. Uh, much much more. Yes, as as we're finding out. I, in, in fact, Justin, I was reminded there with uh, uh, Cass Wilsonak in South Africa, he gave a, a, a little testimony about his business. He was a police officer for many years and joined his father, what is one of the first distributors in South Africa in 1971, he joined. And uh, Cass Sr., Cass Wilson Act Sr., and Nellie, his mother, they both recently passed on. And Cass said, "I it was just such... I couldn't believe it when they were both gone and the next month 
the check still came in. And he said, me and my siblings now, uh, my sister and my brothers, we now divide up that income that comes off of our mother, father's business after all these many years. And he said, plus, then I have my own business that I created on the side. So, you know, these testimonies are real. I can name a hundred oh, of them. But, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And Cass is also a president's team member. He's a president's team member. And he is just, you know, so uh, revved up and, and, and the future. You would, he's been in a long time, but you know something? He's now looking at what's happening with everything and saying, you know what? This is the best time ever to even join the business because of what you're doing mainly with the team. You know, you and uh, uh, I tell you, Kendra, you have taken the company now to a whole new level of uh, the way it looks and feels and so on, and, and that's happening. Well, thank you. We have an incredible team, and actually we're hearing this a similar sentiment from clear around the world. Yes. I mean, that just reminds me of we were just at the rally in Canada, and we heard from Delmar Carmack, and he gave an exceptional uh, talk about how he's – more excited for the next 60 years than he's been for the past 60. And we're just, what's going to take place into the future is going to be incredible. And especially because it's going to change lives and end the trend in the process. Um, but now can you speak to how this psychology of a presentation format actually became a really effective training platform for your team? Yes, by dividing, uh, well, before we go on to that, I just want to say at the, at the close, at the solution, it, it, when, when, once you've presented the solution, then it's time to quit uh, talking more and, and ask the people, are you interested in this? And then sit down and work out uh, a plan for them according to what their needs are and what their goals are. So, That's but now, uh, so going on, uh, the, the question once again, was how did this become a training oh, platform okay. in your All team? Right. Well, uh, I divided this into three, three parts, three little speakers. I didn't want the meeting to last more than an hour. And speaker number one can be the newest kid on the block, okay? The, one of your new distributors gets up and just says a little bit about uh, what, what you're going to see tonight and, uh, and, and thank you for coming and how many guests are here and so on. And... and uh, and so then uh, once they introduce themselves at just a two minutes, two, three minutes, they then introduce speaker number two, who's going to talk about the products. And then the second speaker comes in and uh, talks about the products and, uh, and uh, then uh, a little bit about, the, of course, the company, the products, and maybe has a testimony or two about the products. Uh, for a very short testimony, and you don't leave the, the the testimonial people alone. You just bring them bring them up, and they talk and and uh, stay there two minutes, and then they go back down. But it's just verification that there are other people using the products, benefiting from the products, and all of this this section there might take another uh, fifteen minutes total. Okay, and then. You introduce the third speaker who presents their own identification. And each, each of these speakers, a little identification because the, the audience is wondering who are these people and what's their story. So each one tells a little bit about themselves 
And then the final speaker goes into more detail because he's going to present the uh, the uh, financial business opportunity. The problem and then the solution. The problem and the solution, right. Well, he's going to go all of them. He's going to do all of them again. Uh, just kind of go back and touch on them, but mainly the problem and the solution will be highlighted in that last presentation. And so this meeting, it doesn't take more than an hour, right? Here's what I found. If you t if the if best part of the meeting takes more than an hour, your results start to diminish because of several things. One is people are on time schedules. They have to get back to their children, babysitters, uh, go to work tomorrow, whatever it is. And the more time you take in the meeting, the less time you have to talk at the end. That's one thing that you get solved by a short meeting or an hour meeting. The second thing is, if you want them to join and invite people to the meeting, it's easier to get people if, you, if they can say, look, come with me to this, to this presentation. It'll only take an hour. If, they, if you go three hours, they're going to say, well, you better allow three hours. And the people, well, I don't have three hours. I can't go. So what happens if you go longer than an hour presentation, the number of guests coming in the future will diminish. And fewer people will join your business because of the time. That's a great point. And you mentioned also to me earlier that the main presentation where there's someone up at the front of the room lasts about an hour or right. less than an hour. Right. And then you still don't take about 30 minutes afterwards while everyone's still in your home or in the meeting environment to close them. That's right. That's where you sit down <clears throat> and you simply uh, invite them to to join. And you get them signed up, work you with them. You get them signed up either online or with a, with a paper uh, and you lay out when you're going to get together with them next and uh, and you visit and and you really you really dig in uh, if you if you do that you'll at the end of the meeting you'll know how many guests how many signed up at what level if you get a new senior manager you get a new manager you get a new distributor or you get a new customer okay and and by the way go in that go in that order uh, head for senior manager that's the most they could sign up for that night and then if that's not if that's too too much for them to then down to manager uh, and then if that's too much for them down to distributor and if that's too, or or promoter and then if that's too much for them of course uh, they want to just be a customer that's great but if you start at just be a member customer you got you're not going to get them up you're not going to get them to go up but if you start there you got the percentages will work for you. Great. And then you also mentioned to me that if you had a guest speaker, like someone who is uh, had success in the business or a salesperson coming in or any kind of a guest uh, any speaker. Any company people or any president's team member that's visiting a special guest uh, to your meeting, tack them on at the end of the third speaker. And that, you said, would be about 30 minutes max. Uh, uh, yeah, another 20 20. Uh, 20, 30 minutes maximum. So now your meeting has last one and a half hours and you and you still have maybe half an hour to, to uh, close. And now if you could sum it up, like now we have this strategy, these four parts of the meeting, the ID, the logic and reason, the attacking the problem and confessing, and then the solution. But if you could kind of give us a takeaway for what is the 
big picture? What do we really need to focus on to make it effective? What would that be? Okay. Where are we going? <laughs> right? Where are we going? And uh, that is something that people get, they leave out so easily, is the future, the hope, what are you going to do? And this picture needs to be, of course, communicated from the company people, yourself, me, in my retired state going around the world constantly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a joke. And, uh, and others painting where we're going and uh, uh, the success that people are going to have in the future. Too many times we get caught up in talking about the past 60 years. we got a lot to talk about. And now where we are now, and where we are now is that, you know, there's always problems. Life is tough. Uh, you know, things don't go always the best. Uh, you know, I, <clears throat> unexpected expenses, uh, challenges, and so on. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if we get caught there and we don't, go, we don't go ahead and paint the picture of the future, then the person that we're talking to, they can't see this future clearly. So all successful distributorships and this company as well need to be constantly showing where we're going and the hope and the potential that is involved. And now, as far as a distributor, where is your team going? In other words, what are you going to do in your local market? Here's what we're going to do. When I started out, I was Porterville, California, and I was telling my little group, we're going to build this thing and we're going to go to Strathmore. That's not even five miles away. We're going to go to Lindsay. That's 10 miles away from Porterville. We're going to go to Tulare. That's 20 miles away. Visalia, 30 miles away. You know, we're going to be in all these places and people are going to be building their businesses. That's as big as I can think. Okay. Now, now, you know what? The people I brought in, they know people and knew people I didn't know. All of a sudden, they sponsored somebody in San Diego. You know, Joe Anthony, down a couple people from me. I didn't even know Joe Anthony. He sponsored somebody in Chicago. I found myself in Chicago later giving a meeting. You know, so the, the power of the duplication process, as long as you stick to these core uh, pieces, uh, it starts to spread. And remember, everything we do must be duplicatable. And I'd like to refer back just to these four speakers or three speakers, just for a moment. Each one of these speakers, your most experienced speaker probably would be the last one, uh, talking about the compensation plan, and then you'd have a, a capable speaker talking about the, the products, of course, and then you could have a new person introducing. And that is a training ground for future speakers. If you have one person who's the best speaker of the group, gives the whole meeting, guess what happens? They get to be better and better and more polished and more smooth and more everything. And by the way, less effective. Okay? Because the people listening say, I could never do that. He's so good. She's so good. I could never do it. But if you have someone that's just starting and they're making mistakes and they're 
they're stumbling a little bit, like I'm doing in this uh, talk right here. <laughs> if they do that, then they'll say, you know what, uh, I can do that. If he can do it, I can do it. So it's a training ground. Where do we go now? That is so true. Well, I think that, that this has been an awesome talk, and thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom about presentations and just your experience as a distributor and what helped you to explode the growth in your business. Um, I think now let's just leave our listeners with something to think about for the future. What are you most excited about? Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. I'm so excited and I'm excited about what I see. I see what's happening with the company, not only the, the introduction and development and introduction of new products, but the entire image of the company from our brochures, from our packaging, from our website, from our online presence, from the training tools that are available. I, I saw distributors in Africa use the training tools the company has developed to talk about the products, to talk about the business, to share testimonies and all, they're all doing it online. It's wonderful. And I think that what I see is we, we are approaching the fastest growth the company has ever seen. New, not only new distributors, by the thousands, new managers, senior managers, new Sapphire directors, new Ruby directors, new diamonds building big organizations. And you know what? These big networks of organizations, they're just a lot of people buying our products and using them. And if you're sitting, you know, and benefiting from all those sales, that income comes to you. We call that your business. And as long as these people keep taking the products and buying them for themselves, their families, you'll keep getting the profit out of your business. And we have people that that's been happening for all these 60 years. All right. Well, thank you so much. I can say that I am equally excited, if not more, for the future, <laughs> for the next 60 years. Thank you so much to all of our partners who... Uh, our business partners who are just passionately sharing what we have to offer, making the world a healthier, happier place. God bless. Yes, I just say that make sure that we spend our time in the income generation side of our business. And when we do that, we're talking to a new prospect about products or a new prospect about a business opportunity. Everything else is in the non-income generation side. So make sure that 75, 80% of our time is spent over on the income generation side. The other is taking care of the training, the meeting, the encouragement, and all that that goes with it. Thank you very much, Kendra. I've enjoyed this morning. It's good to be back home. Yes. All right. Thank you, Jamie. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.